Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to Let's talk about football, shall we? Uh, Give you guys some numbers. Since the end of last year, the 2021-22 season, and before the start of spring ball, Auburn had a total of 16 players to enter the transfer portal. Auburn had two players to enter the transfer portal during spring practice. That's Demetrius Davis and Roe Torrance. Uh, Davis went down the street to Alabama State. Roe Torrance went to Arizona State. However, after the deadline to enter the portal came and went, AU had no players to enter the portal post-spring practice and player evaluations. What's so interesting about that is that a year ago this time, Auburn had eight guys to leave the program. Now, Harson recently spoke about this, and he indicated that he wasn't surprised and actually lean into this being a positive in terms of players buying in, wanting to be a part of the program, wanting to develop in the program. Uh, examples of that is you had Javaris Johnson, Marquise Robinson, withdrawing from the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something to make note of as well. So my question to, and I'll start with you first, Ike. If fans were panicking about players leaving, by the same notion, shouldn't, we be rejoicing because no one left. No, you're not to? allowed to rejoice about Aww. anything Brian Harson does. If you were upset at anything that was happening with the program before, that's Aww. not, that's, I, I don't, I don't know that that's legal because you have to actually like continue to be sour about things so that you can be right. It's more important that you're right than Auburn succeed actually. Mm. So, um, so yes, that, that is really like it's requisite at this point in time is to double down on reasons why it's bad. So yeah, no, they, they can't rejoice at all. Sorry. It's against the rules. It's it's in handbook of uh hater. Um, ha- the hater handbook chapter three um, somewhere around page four. When I read it last is that you have to double down on all bad takes is uh, right there. <laughs> where, 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 where'd you get that book? Say something stupid, double down. <laughs> I, I found it. I found it in a Kentucky basketball fans. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say the trash, but oh, I, that'll work right. too. That's same, same thing. thing. Same, <laughs> same energy. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, but, but should we, again, should we, is, is this a positive sign, Mike G, that there's actually, evidence of some stability within the program yeah i mean i think that it means a lot of guys understand where they stand 
coming out of the spring. Now, what do we know just happened? Bryson, Brian Harson has spent the last week and a half doing player evals. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Player sits down with his position coach, gets a lot of specifics on what they need to improve, where they're at, things they're doing great, things they're not doing great. Then they sit down with the head coach, and the head coach talks a little bit more big picture, but also says, here are our goals for you. Here are you. Here's how you deal with the goals that we set for you. You know, And here's what you got to do going into the summer and coming into the fall. And so guys sat through all that and said, I'm not transferring. It's important to get those evals done because the portal right deadline was May 1st. Right. And if you had your name in the portal, you have 48 hours to take it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or you're stuck. So, so yesterday, that was it. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't get your name out of the portal before midnight last night, you're in the portal. Uh, or you cannot return to the school that you left. Right. So uh, I think it's I think it's a really positive sign. I, I've been just big on if these guys are getting the feedback that they need to be able to improve. And it's easy to get guys to stay if those guys understand where it is they stand in terms of seeing the field and achieving their goals as well, too. So aligning goals is super important for a coach and his players. I'm a player. I got things I want to accomplish. I'm a coach. I have big picture things I want to accomplish. Here's the role that I want you to play in that. How do those things line up in terms of team success and individual success? Sounds to me from what we've heard that they're pretty aligned in some areas. So, so I dig it. I think, I think it's a good sign. Do you think, you know, something that you've alluded to, Mike G, a follow-up question to you is you, you you talked about your concerns as it pertains to the communication between player and coach, right? And the players understanding what their role is and what the vision is, right? With the adjustments that it appears that Harson has made, um, at least in terms of, of becoming more personable, um, doing activities with the players, can we just is it possible to just hope that that's something that we've seen Harson make an adjustment in as well in terms of player, the communication between players and coach? Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't think I don't think one necessarily has to do with the other. I just I, I've questioned whether that communication was happening, but I, I don't think that Brian Harson just learned how to relate to players. Right. He's been a coach for a very, very long time. Um, you know, I think he had some adjustments in how he does it here at Auburn and how he runs a program because there are a lot more moving pieces to doing it at a power five school as opposed to Boise state. You know, the kid, the, uh, the, the, uh, the kids are more high profile. Their parents want to know a lot more about what's going on with their kid. They're very hands-on. And if Auburn is not the place, then they want the information to be able to make the best decision for themselves. And they don't want a millionaire lying to them for his own gain. Yeah. That's all it boils down to. So I, I don't think that he suddenly became good at it. I think that they are understanding the public relations piece to this and and making sure that the perception is not that they're bad at it. Gotcha. gotcha. Right. I mean, so I, I do think he made some adjustments. I don't think it was ever as bad as maybe it was being painted, uh, but they did have some adjustments to make. They did. They needed to make adjustments with players and parents and the public and you know all kinds of stuff i've seen a coaching staff that is humble enough 
and introspective enough to look at where they need to improve, receive that feedback, and then keep it moving. Because ultimately, this is all going to come down to winning games on the football field in the fall. So get all this other stuff out of the way and start focusing on football. B. Will, what do you what do you make of of the kind of uneventful news about Auburn having no players to enter the portal? I mean, Ike and Mike already said plenty. It's good. We saw what we thought was a um, uh, everybody taking stock of the program, which is kind of the best part about all of the, the the mess of the last few months is you know where you stand with the program and the program knows where you, what you think about it because you decide to leave as a player or you talk trash and every player who comes to Auburn has committed or transferred to Auburn has heard everything that those former players had to say. I'm hearing that Auburn is looking at guys at O-line. Mm. I'm also looking at guys at wide receiver. Um, and one of the things that I've also been hearing when you talk about the transfer portal is, is almost like we feel like Auburn needs a win in the transfer portal in terms of getting someone to fill a, a key position of need. What, what does, what does a positive sign looks like in this portal? Uh, I don't know if there's a particular person that, that we, that you feel we should get or just addressing a certain position group B what does that look like for you in terms of being able to look at what Auburn does this off season in the portal and say, you know what we did well there. Um, I don't I don't think the portal is going to be something I'm looking towards for um, success or lack of success. And I think the reason is because the biggest success this season will be Harson taking the people who decided to stay and decided to come here um, that whether they're new signees, whatever, making them more productive than they were, because if they were here and they played, then we have data on how they look. We know how they looked in year one under Harson. It's getting those same pieces to play and play better, that will be the telltale of what type of program we are and, and where we're headed and what he's building. How much he could convince guys who have not been here, who don't know him, who didn't have Auburn on their radar before they jumped in the portal a week ago, that's not a, a metric of success for Brian Harson. That is a where can I go to get the most NIL money or to get the most uh, on airtime on primetime networks to boost my draft stock and production. And there is no reason for any player who is prime at their position to believe that that is Auburn right now, unless it's a defensive bag. And we're, we're set right there. So I don't really think they would come here for that. So um, we aren't a, a premier landing spot for top tier offensive talent yet. We can change that. If he takes the same players that looked so mediocre in the second half of games, the second half of last year, that looked so mediocre against Houston, so mediocre against Bama, and turn that into an offense that instead of being the reason we lose games is now the reason we win games, that will be the metric that determines whether or not we can pull transfer players going forward. But right now, transfer um, success in the portal, pulling players that that have high star ratings out of high school or productive last year at their college, it, it doesn't mean anything for the staff. That, that's that's not something that they could pound their chest about right now. Gotcha. Uh, and I see some uh, Playboy D commented about uh, an, a potential edge rusher from UCLA. To, to me, that's a position group that 
that it would be cool to see us grab somebody there. Just we know what Derek Hall means, a Culiota means, um, Dylan Brooks, Retro, Dylan mm-hmm. Brooks, but uh, you need depth. And so yeah. I'm curious to see if, if in the event that someone goes down, we have we have numbers and guys there who can who can fill in for those guys. So to me, that's a that's an important position that I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah. But yeah. Mike G, what, what what say you, sir? Oh yeah, I just I agree with B. Right now, we're not a premier landing spot for offensive talent. So yeah, uh, that doesn't mean that we can't be, but just what Brian said, it's going to hinge upon him being able to take this group of guys and produce a result that makes other guys say, I'm going to go play in that system and take my talent. That guy knows what he's doing with players. Now, I will tell you, I have heard it said elsewhere that this year's team is one of the least talented teams we've ever had on the Plains. I disagree with that statement. Holy, um, I think this may be from a, t- a skill position. This might be one of the most inexperienced teams that we've seen, but inexperienced and talentless aren't the same thing. And these guys have a lot to prove. I think they're going to come out hungry and I think they're going to put a lot of their doubters to rest through the first five games of this season. It's It's easy and it's lazy essentially to just be scared about what you haven't seen. But if you've got the right perspective on what happened last season, you take into account all the things that happened this offseason and talking to players, understanding the work that they're putting in, how they feel about the system, looking them in their eyes and understanding that they believe it. They actually believe, hey, like we've got something special. Doubt us at your own peril. I will buy that all day long and twice on Saturday until they go out on the field and prove otherwise. So I, I, I just think we've got a lot. There's a lot. This is the building block for recruiting and drafts. And this year is going to be the year where people understand the trajectory of the program. There's no way around it. So a lot of the judgments that people were making on the 2021 season, I will actually be making on this season. Now, my standards aren't SEC West or it's not going well. And, you know, we did a segment with Zach over at Locked On. Auburn has the hardest schedule in the country next year. And in the top 10, eight of those teams are in the SEC. Hardest Top 10 hardest schedules in the country are in the SEC. It's going to be an absolute gauntlet. But with the kids that we have, that means you get to test yourself against the best. You go out and you win games, there's no question about where you stand. I don't care what anybody says. You know, this is the SEC West, man. Yo, luck up into a good season. You have a good season because you worked your ass off and, and you're good. You may have lucky moments. 2013 was a great team. They had lucky moments, but that was a good, that was a good ass team. This season, I think these guys are ready to go out and prove that they're a good team. They are. I think that the staff is hungry to prove that they're a good coaching staff as well, too. Mm -hmm. Everybody 
in this thing right now is hungry. And everybody wants to eat. So if everybody's hungry and everybody wants to eat, ain't nothing left but to call up Uber Eats. <laughs> I was right? wondering where you were going to go with that. I was wondering too. Yeah, I was, I, I, was, I was really wondering where you were going with that. Okay. Oh my, Uber Eats. <laughs> I was like, this, this is going to be good. And then... Oh my God! Yeah, that's the 2020. <laughs> that's, that's what I got. The 2022 way <laughs> like, of saying we gonna eat, right? Uh, nobody goes to the grocery store anymore. They call it. Oh Uber man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited about what they're gonna do. I think I think there's a lot of reason for optimism. I uh, again, I refuse to let the optimism vampires suck all the juice out of this next season. Um, and I hope that the players stay focused and they ignore a lot of what's being said by. Uh, some of what I'll call the, the uh, fair weather fans yeah. on social media. Yeah. Just keep your head down. Keep working, man. Get this thing done. People are going to hate no matter what you do. Well said, other than the Uber Eats joke. Um, <laughs> I, I, quality <laughs> dad joke stuff. Cool, man. Okay. All right. Zach, All right. You'll hear we have to do dad jokes for Zach. <laughs> you know what? You know what? You framed it as a dad joke. I'll let you live. I'll let All you right. live. There you go. Uh, just just to, before we go to the break, I, do you think a lot of this, the sentiment about Auburn not having any talent is because we've been lulled to sleep into believing that because we don't play a lot of guys, um, in terms of depth, because we don't see it, we don't have it. And I think that that's carried over to this current staff that because we haven't seen a lot of these guys, then they can't play. I mean, I think it's a mixture of people being enamored by star ratings and people being disappointed that high profile portal guys didn't land at Auburn. And so it's mm-hmm. like, well, we don't have this guy who was in the portal, so we don't have talent like that's that's a, it's a false equivalency. Right. Like just because we don't have that guy doesn't mean we don't have talent. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, and the, the, you know, part of it is what you're saying is like, well, I haven't seen it. So I don't know if they're any good, if they were any good and we were what, and we were what we were last year. Why was that guy on the team, but not seeing the field? I think that's kind of a, a, a very lazy take because I would argue of the three quarterbacks in and and people I know people hate when I bring up stuff like this but you know get over it before I say it um of the three quarterbacks that were in that Bama quarterback room Mac Jones may end up being the best but he sat behind two two other guys right he sat behind Jalen Hurts and Tua he may end up being the better of those three so you're telling me that because Mac Jones quote unquote couldn't see the field then he wasn't better and I and I get it Tua was good. Jalen Hurts was good. So you're like, well, that's not the same thing because both of those guys were good. It's not my point. My point is that sometimes sitting doesn't mean that you don't have talent. Right. Right. And so just because you haven't seen a person on the field or because they sat does not mean they don't. Jamison Williams couldn't see the field at Ohio State. Could not crack the starting rotation at Ohio State. He was one of the best wide receivers in the country last year at Alabama. Yeah. So again, sitting does not automatically mean you don't have talent or even that you're not more talented than a person. I would argue 
Elijah Canyon might have been the most talented wide receiver we had last year. Indeed yeah. he was. Did right. not see the field. Right. So again, it's not about how much play how much playing time you get is not the only indication of how much talent you have. Right. Jarquez Hunter, supremely talented running back. We just have tank. Right. Yeah. Right. So again, I just I I don't like the the equivalency that people bring to well, if they're not getting playing time, they can't be good. And that's just not that's just not a true statement. And then you use that assertion to say this is the least a talented team right ever at Auburn or one of the least talented teams. No, you just haven't seen the talent yeah. utilized. I don't think it's fair to say that they, they they're not talented. I think there's tons of talent on this team. I mean, you saw that with the Auburn team that went to the national championship, most of those guys, the core group went three and nine the previous yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. Right. It wasn't because they weren't talented. There was clearly other issues going on there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, same went... thing happened with the undefeated Auburn team that, you know, we talk about all the time with Jason Campbell and them. They, they had, had a terrible season the year before that. Yeah. Well, well uh, an terrible. underwhelming season based upon yeah. like what the, the expectations. Like, they didn't get more talent the next season. They just played better. How many mm-hmm. draft picks did we have from the national title team? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. I have to go look. That's the, I mean, Talk about Cam and them? Yeah. I know Cam fairly. I, I, I want to say it was four. I think only I say, one guy got drafted like three off that team. Three or four. Yeah. Four guys. <laughs> That's it. So, I mean, it's not always the. I, I agree with Ike wholeheartedly. Uh, you just, I mean, just say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah. You know, just because a guy lost a job doesn't mean he doesn't have talent. Guys lose jobs for all kinds of reasons right. that fans don't hear. Right. Right. But it doesn't mean right. he's not talented. Coaches right. may be just waiting on him to mature in some other areas. Like the best guy's not always on the field. But the best guy's not always the right guy either for your team. So right. these coach the coaches have to demonstrate to us an ability to be able to evaluate talent. You know, Ike's example about uh Jameson Williams. Somebody didn't think he was a starter. Yeah. I Kirby, wonder. Kirby, this is for you, Brian. Kirby Smart didn't think Justin Fields was, was good enough to start at quarterback for Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know. I mean, it's just such a it's such a subjective business yeah. talent eval. One guy looks at another guy. You're trying to project how all these kids are going to do. And the only surefire way to not fall fire to making mistakes in that area is just to recruit so many good kids that if one busts out, the next one's definitely going to be a hit. Right. right. The Kirby, the Kirby smart Nick Saban approach to it. They can get it wrong more than other people because they yeah, can I mean, backfield. Look, same thing with Ohio state, man. It's not Ohio state still has good. They lost Joe Burrow and Jamison Williams and are still one of the best teams in their conference. It's not mm-hmm. like, they lost. They lost two guys who could have been the best guy. Well, Joe Burrow, one hundred percent, was the best guy at his position when he left school. Jamison Williams, probably one of the best guys at his position when he left school. Both of those guys couldn't see the field at Ohio State. I got some questions for Ohio State too. While we have it. <laughs> that's a, that's well, a well, bad sign. You are you now. Are now.